Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. My uterus actually quit on me. Right, yeah. Turned one episode, my uterus was like, <laughs> was like I'm out, hey, I'm leaving. <laughs> shutting it down. <laughs> yes. Nothing's awkward about today's podcast other than former awkward star Nikki Deloach. Hold on. Let's not even get there yet. I'm one of your hosts today, David Magadoff. And with me, as always, is my most fabulous, wonderful, blonde haired maven, Miss Claire Kramer. Hi, Claire. Hi, David. How are you doing today? Delightful uh, because we have on a really great podcast with someone who's going to talk about the real housewives. All of them. We're talking the Potomac. We're talking Atlanta, Beverly Hills, New York. Have have you watched the real housewives, Claire Kramer? Because that's what we're talking about today. Okay. I am. Uh, I have. I obviously know the show. I obviously have seen some. I've probably seen the most episodes from Atlanta because I was like a big like tardy to the party fan. <laughs> But I have not seen everything. So I'm looking forward to discussing it. Also, Nikki, oh my gosh, what a sweetheart. You guys know her, as David mentioned, from Awkward, from a bunch, a bunch of Hallmark movies, which where she's kind of like Hallmarky famous. And she was on Mickey Mouse Club with Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, Christina Aguilera, all those, that whole gang back in the day. And I interviewed Nikki twice back in 2013 for my show, Take Five, and also my podcast, Five by Five. I don't know why I was obsessed with the number five (laughs) eight years ago, nine years ago, but there it is. Anyway, she is a total sweetheart. Oh, my gosh. She's now married. She's a housewife herself. Not a housewife, but she is a wife. But she And um, she lives in a house. And she lives in a house. And she's a mom, has two adorable little ones. And just honestly, one of the nicest, most genuine people you will meet in Los Angeles. I love her. You are here today listening to this podcast, my friends, and you are saying to yourself, I am the biggest fan of the Real Housewives series. No one loves it more than me. I'm just going to let you know you're about to listen to a podcast with Nikki Deloach, and you just might say to yourself at the end, Maybe, just maybe, Nikki loves The Real Housewives a little bit more than me. Enjoy. Enjoy. Nikki, which Real Housewife is next to be arrested on camera? Ooh, that's a good one, David. (laughs) That is a really good question. Um, 
Well, on camera, on camera, on camera. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would say it's very interesting because, you know, this last season of Real Housewives on Beverly Hills was all about Erica and everything that she's going through in terms of her husband's lawsuit. Now, this has been very touchy. I've had conversations with all of my friends about it. And there is like giant team Erica and there's other people who have doubt, right? She is in the midst of like a very serious legal thing. However, I don't know that they would ever actually arrest them on camera. I think that like when I was watching Real Housewives of Atlanta, there were moments where they got in fights where producers and people had to come in and pull them off of each other, like really serious fights, but no arrests. I don't think that they would go to that place. It would always happen off camera. Mm. But I mean, maybe there's a potential situation with Erica. I hope not, you know, but that might be the closest at this point because you do you are invested in these characters so you don't want you know you don't want them to get arrested so invested. Yeah. i know i don't right. and also i don't think that erica knew what her husband was doing i really mm-hmm. don't like i i like i don't think she knew anything about his legal situation and what he had done and it's horrible. I mean, he is being accused of essentially keeping millions and millions away from victims who survived a plane crash. So, like, it's a very serious thing that he's up against. But I don't think she knew anything about it. Right. And I think that her life just like legit just came undone. And I like it's horrible. I've, I've literally watched my husband came into the room and I had watched the whole season of Beverly Hills. And he was like, can we just delete all of these? And he went to delete them. And I was like, in slow-mo, like, no, (laughs) absolutely not. Cannot delete. No. And he was like, Claire, I love, I love that you called them characters. Okay. Wait. So I just want to like put a pin in this conversation for 30 seconds. Yes. Nikki, for people who are not familiar with the show or the series or the, you know, the franchise, if you will, Describe the, the Housewives sort of mm. series. And I did refer right. to them as characters, but they are real people. So go ahead, Nikki, give us a description. Right. Okay. So it started many, many years ago with Real Housewives of Orange County. And then Real Housewives of Orange County blew up. It was like a giant phenomenon. So then they began to open franchises in other states Atlanta, New York, um, Dallas. Uh, Park City, Utah, all of the uh, Beverly Hills. So it's essentially a group of women that are, some of them are friends and some of them are acquaintances. They all seem to kind of know each other. And it's all about their lives being rich and fabulous. And I'm obsessed, basically. That's a 30 second version. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, if I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Martian and I've never heard of the Real Housewives, that that nails it. So the first Iteration. I don't want to get again too deep, like Claire right. was saying. But when you turned it on for the Real Housewives of Orange County, did you ever see anything like this? How was it for you the very first time you saw these women doing whatever it is that they're doing, getting their nails done or in a book club? Like, what? What were you? What? How were you first <laughs> exposed to this wonderful thing? So, okay, I went to school for psychology. 
I'm obsessed with human behavior. I'm obsessed with watching people. I'm one of those creepy people watchers that like, you know, you would see at a coffee store. You mean an actor? Or a coffee shop. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Like we're studying our craft. By the way, that, that should actually be, um, I'm an actor, AKA a creepy right. people watcher. <laughs> I've been doing it since I was a kid. I love watching people interact. So like for me, it was a character study. So it is Claire, like you can call them characters, right? For sure. But they are real people. So it's just a deeper level. Like, I don't know if you've had this experience when you watch a movie and then you know what actually happened in real life. Don't you have a deeper connection to it? Absolutely. And, you know, it's like, It's like you say, the fact that you do view them as characters is, I think, an asset to the show. You know, if it's it's too true to life, like, for example, um, oh, gosh, what was it called? The Duggar show, like 17 and counting, 18, 19. I I did not relate to that show at all. Not one bit. I was like, especially as a mother. Not interested, doesn't doesn't (laughs) appeal to me, nothing. You know, Housewives, I'm invested. My uterus actually quit on me. Right, yeah. Turned one episode, my uterus was like, I was like I'm out, hey, I'm leaving. <laughs> Shutting it down. Yes. Best quote on our podcast we've ever <laughs> yes. had. But there's something about like when you're actually, you know, projecting a little bit and th- the fact that it is mm-hmm. in real life is appealing because you can cu- sort of like put yourself in those, you know, mansions and in those situations <sighs> a little bit. But there is that sort of screen separating you, you know, the fourth wall. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I love like, okay, so I think part of it too, I just love everything about it. I love the fact that they spend hours getting ready, right? The perfect outfit, the perfect hair, the whole, the whole thing. I've never had that life. Like I don't, I'm a mess, like an absolute mess. Like I, I will be at two o'clock in the afternoon going to pick my son up from school and I still haven't brushed my hair or washed my face. And I'm not probably not in matching clothes. So the fact that they live this completely alternate life than me is really fascinating to watch how like how, how just how fabulous it is, number one. But then also the drama, because I also don't have any, I don't really have any drama in my life. I don't fight with my girlfriends. I don't really fight with my husband. We have tips every once in a while, but we're too exhausted to fight about anything. So it's like the drama, it's an escape for me that feels so good because I mean, I don't know. You you may not know a lot about me, but I've had some like really tough things happen. My youngest went through three heart surgeries. My dad fought Pick's disease, which is very rare and aggressive form of dementia. He passed away this last July. So we've been inside of that for so many years with him. I turn that thing on at the end of the day when I crawl in bed. And like, honestly, it's like everything disappears. I, th- I feel like it's like probably the equivalent. I don't take pills or anything, but like if you took like a Xanax, I probably feel like it's the equivalent to like taking a Xanax and, ju- and a glass of wine and just like checking out. Right. That is the beauty of entertainment. And that's the beauty of television is that it, it's in our home. We don't have to go out to experience it. You know, we can get that suspension of disbelief, like sitting in our bed. And that that is it is meant to relax. I 100 percent agree with you. Like that is yeah. zoning out. That's how I get my kids to zone out in the evening. Let me ask you this regarding the show. Okay. 
does it appeal to you that it is? I mean, there's definitely a formula to these Bravo shows and to Housewives. Mm-hmm. Yet, mm-hmm. there's a lot of you know there. It is true to life in a lot of ways. So, does that appeal? Especially to you? New York. Yeah, especially New York. Does that appeal to you more than a scripted show? Do you think? <laughs> I love both. I mean, I also watch Secession, everybody. Like, I'm not just a person who, like, just watches reality television. I, I, fin- I just finished White Lotus. I hey, just you don't finished, have to explain uh, to any of us. I love reality TV. No shame here. <laughs> okay, you, okay, are, okay, cool. you are. Yeah, okay, good, good. I just. Full <laughs> human, wholehearted TV guys, watcher. I also read. Um, I'm just <laughs> letting you know, like, I'm not an uneducated human. Large print only books. <laughs> yes. Yeah. With pictures and illustrations, preferably. <laughs> so I, here's the thing. I feel like, like, especially with New York, right? These people are all friends. Like, yes, they sometimes like weave certain human beings in, but I feel like, and tell me what you think about this, but I feel like it's replaced. Do you remember when we used to have Dallas and dynasty and all those nighttime soap dramas? Mm-hmm. I think reality TV has replaced that. And that is the new d- soap drama, mm-hmm. right? I think you're right. It, well, yeah. so it, definitely. 100%. I mean, you still have the daytime soaps, you know, the the real true, Young and the Restless, you know, Guiding all those, Light, yes, all yes. those. Those will never be Old replaced. And the beautiful. Well, Guiding Light was canceled because I used to watch them. So I grew. Uh, this is probably where it all comes from, you guys. I've. It's like in me since birth. I'm from the South. My grandfather, actually, who worked in timber and trucking, like I'm um, in farmer, like a real cowboy, actually literally would come home for lunch to watch his stories every day. And I, during the summer, would come over for lunch and eat lunch with him and watch the stories with him. Uh. And so I think it probably started from there. So there's also this like really weird comfort that it gives me of like being connected to that, that I can talk to other people about our stories. And this is probably not a good thing, but like the gossiping, around them like I feel like it's not as bad because they're not I don't gossip about people in my Mm -hmm. life but I do gossip about the housewives and and what's happening on Young and the Restless my mom will call me and say did you see what happened with Nick Phyllis is back and we get so caught up in it so maybe it's a way to kind of exercise that well it's it's like a bonding thing you know what i mean it gives totally i i feel like this with i have girls and i have boys too but with my girls i feel like if i watch something if i have like a movie to talk about it it's a it's a backdrop for us to start talking about our own feelings if we first talk about like these characters feelings Blair, yes it's so true wait how many kids do you have I have four now. You have four children? Yes. No wonder the Duggar scared you. You were like, I'm going to end up like this. I was like, like I'm done. <laughs> I have uh, to yeah. do something about this. Yeah. Oh, so bless you. With with parenting, I think that it's really important to find like those common denominators yeah. that you can build off of, you yeah. know? And so for me, uh, and obviously it sounds like for you as well, generationally, it's it's that entertainment and finding that 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 show that movie those stories and i love that you guys called them stories the stories right david so many people i find when we learn about the soaps they grew up calling them stories it's the most charming thing i've ever heard so fucking charming um 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey you, it's Jason Bateman. Have you listened to Smartless? Smartless is the podcast that I host with my friends who are more like brothers. The super talented and funny Will Arnett and Sean Hayes is JJ well, JJ JJ. Why are you yeah. why are you whispering? Well, it, there's there's a pst in the in the in the copy. But people are listening, so it's like they are listening. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. In each episode of Smartless, one of us reveals our mystery guest to the other two. What ensues is a genuinely improvised and authentic conversation. Our mystery guests span our mystery. We'll cut this out. Too. Our mystery guests. All right, here we, we go. We got a lot of big famous people from different walks of life, and if you're yeah, a Matt Wondery fan, then you're Emma gonna Stone. Yeah. Just you come and listen Tyson. to it. Yeah. We're on Wondery right now, and you can listen uh, to us. And no matter what you're doing, you're at the gym or you're in the car, just listen yeah. to the podcast. Sean, tell them where they can find it. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Bye. Bye. Do you guys watch reality television? Mm-hmm. Not a lot, right. really. To be okay. honest, some stuff I love. Queer Eye, that is that show oh. makes me feel. And the great. new Queer I'm, Eye I'm a is amazing. Fan. The new Queer Eye is it so really is. so good. Have you watched We're Here? Mm-mm. No, I it's hear it's so great. Good. You're gonna tell me it's, it's wonderful. So good. Isn't it? It, yes, it's so good. That's also a really good one too. That makes your heart feel like that. <laughs> like that's my favorite. Yeah, it's well. Our producer just uh, te texted in the chat that it's, it's her favorite. It's so that's so, so she's good, with you. <laughs> Elizabeth. And I started watching that. Um, and that one also, that and Queer Eye both, like that makes you feel good. That's that's a little different from Housewives where Housewives is all about just like, you know, fighting and drama and all of that stuff. But like Queer Eye and We're Here serves this beautiful purpose of like connecting people. You you got to watch it, David. The first episode, there's like this mom who, and, and We're Here, who shut out her child because her child came out as being gay and she was Christian and said, you know, there's no place for you in this house. And then she sat down with one of the stars of the show and a mom group who's all about supporting people who come out and she completely, her, her heart changed inside of it. And she was like, I want to be there for my, for my child. And thank you guys so much for helping me to open my heart and for, to see this differently. And it was just so beautiful. I was like crying in my bed, oh. watching it. Like, it's really good. People should watch. We're here. It's really beautiful. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm going to watch it and cry tonight. Happily. It's a happy cry. Yeah. It's a happy cry. So Nikki, how did you get into this real housewives world? Where, what was your gateway I, drug? Was it Orange County? Do you remember where you were sitting watching this thing? For it the first was time? Orange County. And then I quickly pivoted okay. to Beverly Hills when it started to come on. And then from Beverly Hills, I think Atlanta and Beverly Hills, I picked up at the same time, but New York, <laughs> Actually, I became very emotionally involved with because so when I was pregnant with Bennett, 
my, the, the youngest that's had the heart surgeries, I started watching New York and I started all the way at the beginning. So Hulu, you can go all the way back and watch from season one. So I started and I binge watched all the 1800 seasons of Real Housewives of New York while I was pregnant with Bennett. And I think that is when like, I was like, watching and and an avid watcher and I would be, you know, but that is when like, I like hooked in big time and became like one of those obsessive watchers, because I think it was that thing that I found that I was like, Oh, this is really heavy. What's going on in my life. I'm carrying this baby. I don't know what's going to happen. This is very scary. I can put this television show on. And for one hour, I can be like, there's, there's no problem. These women are having problems. Like I think in New York, it was like Bethany, it was season one. She was trying to get skinny girl off the ground and they were fighting with each other. But you know what? Do you remember (laughs) Bethany trying and she was like in grocery stores and her little booth trying to like sell like, you know, uh, crackers with stuff on it and like skinny girl. So let's get into this for a second, because you bring up a really psychologically interesting point and your general self-awareness, by the way, Nikki, of how much you understand probably why you like this is so (laughs) charming to me. And I love it. Why do you think this is a calming show? And Claire, you can answer too. why watching these Mm -hmm. women are there, are there men, by the way, but why watching these women housewives? I mean, uh, keeps you calmer because I would feel like I'd get a little stressed out watching these women sort of be kind of maybe nippy with each other and battling and make me more anxious. Or is it the fact that they have everything in front of them and their, their concerns are actually so minuscule? I think, I think, I think (laughs) that is part of it, right? Is that like, when you're dealing with heavy stuff, and it's the same reason why people love Hallmark, to be honest. You know, it's a network I do a lot of movies for. I think it's the same reason people love Hallmark. It's the same feeling of escapism that you get from watching that. The difference is with Hallmark, you know, there's going to be a happy ending with Real Housewives. Like they may end up in a fight pulling like, you know, hair out and earrings off and like all sorts of craziness. You never know what's going to happen, which is for me, a little bit of the fun of watching that roller coaster. Well, Claire, what do you think? <laughs> um, I agree with everything you're saying. Like, I, I think definitely it's the sense of escapism. You know what I mean? And and when uh, the most relaxing not types real of problems. films to me are big either horror movies or action movies because they're actually mm. truly taking you out of yourself. If I'm mm-hmm. watching like a, a romantic comedy, I'm half listening and I'm half yeah. worrying about my own problems. But if I'm yes. watching something so extreme, it just completely takes me out. See, that's how I feel about Housewives. It's like so extreme that it completely takes me out. You're right. Like if it's something a little or if I have to think about it, Right. Like White Lotus, like there was Mm -hmm. stuff in there that you're like turning off the episode and you're like having conversations with people about that takes a certain amount of like I have to be in a certain state to watch the session or to watch morning show or to watch those shows because I'm like, I got to put my phone down. You know, yeah. I need pay to pay attention a moment, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's I'm going to have to like lower my heart rate when I'm done, but I can actually fall asleep. And my husband, by the way, you talked about men watching some of these. My husband thinks I'm insane. He walked into the house to the bedroom one. This was during COVID. And I was like, been watch, binge watching all Real Housewives over again. Seasons I had already watched because obviously like everything was stressful. And all I did was just watch Real Housewives at night. And he walked in and I was in the bed and I like to eat in bed while I watch it, which is also disgusting. 
And I like to floss my teeth afterwards, which is also disgusting, all while in bed watching. And very hygienic. it's so hygienic. gross. And he just looked at me with this look on his face. Like he'd never been so disgusted by someone in his entire life. And he was like, this is sick, Nikki. Like, I really honestly think that you have a problem. And I think you need to like, actually talk to your therapist about it. And I was like, I just looked at him like, what are you, what are you talking about? It's a, it's a reality TV show. It's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> and he was so convinced that I had like some like problem because he thinks it's so terrible. He's like, you're literally losing brain cells. But what I feel in my body is that I can fall asleep to them fighting. I can literally fall asleep to like women screaming all over the TV. So, okay. You mentioned fighting. We're talking about fighting these like er, fights, which I just saw one, by the way, <laughs> it was which made one? into a TikTok. No, it was not. It was from the Kardashians, but it was made into a TikTok. Oh. And I literally, it was like that monkey TikTok that, that was around before the little monkey died. I watched it like I'm, I'm probably 30 times before I moved on. So have you replayed like these fight moments yes. or yes. other moments? Oh, there's one that happened on New York where they were all in Mexico together. It's it's around the time that Luann was like fell into the bushes because she was so drunk and then decided like, oh, actually, I think I do have a problem with alcohol. Like maybe this is like the beginning of that, <laughs> like was before her arrest. And then so they were all in Mexico. They're all hammered. And it was the opening like seven minutes. They had to do a two parter because it was so insane. And it, it was all of them completely blasted out of their minds. None of them have clothes on. None of them. And they're in the pool. They're not in the pool. They're all over each other. They're like, some are fighting, some are making up in the pool. Like, it's just complete chaos is happening all everywhere. And I am watching, like, just eating the popcorn, like this laughing. I watched that moment, the opening, like, six to seven minutes of that episode, probably three times. And also sent, told everyone else, you have to watch this. You, you have, have to watch it. <laughs> it's the best six, seven minutes of television I've ever seen in my life. I stand by that to this day. All right. I love it. I'm going to, that's what I'm going to do as soon as we're done with this podcast is I'm going to look it up on YouTube and watch it. It's, it, it is the best six <laughs> to seven minutes of television. Kelsey, if you're on, please back me up. Do you remember when the, the housewives of New York went to Mexico and they got so hammered, but Bethany made up with Ramona. Sonia was like hammered and trying to have sex with all the women and Luann fell in the bushes. Like, if, if you remember this, please, please let me know because it was sensational. <laughs> yes, she said yes! Kelsey's, Kelsey's also one of our producers. All of our producers have watched it, of course. Claire and I have Okay, favorite. Iconic, okay, that's, yes. that's the most iconic scene. Um, is there a favorite season from mm. any of the, like, OC, New York? Any season that stands out and why? I think it was probably New York one of the last, so I have a couple of them. One of the last, not this last season of New York. I like New York when Dorinda and Bethany are on and they were not on this last season. And the season before that, Bethany was not on. She had removed herself, but like with the last season that had Dorinda and Bethany on New York. And then also for Atlanta, when Mimi was on and Sheree 
I don't know if everybody out there who loves Real Housewives remembers Sheree, She by Sheree. That was the name of her clothing oh, yeah. line. Oh my oh, yeah. gosh. She <laughs> I'm always into like buying their products and the and of course the skinny girl stuff. You know, all of them have products. All of them have products which is my other favorite thing. And uh, that the last season that had both like Mimi, Sheree, Cynthia, like all of like Kenya, like all of them on it was probably one of the best seasons of Atlanta as well. This last season of Beverly Housewives was really hard to watch because it was like very serious. Kind of depressing. It was depressing. Yeah. Yeah. It it was really borderline Duggar television on this last season. Yeah. I was like, I felt so bad for Erica, the women trying to support her, her trying to get through it, her guard that she had up, what she couldn't say, what she could say like that. It was just really sad to me. That was really hard to watch. Yeah. Nikki, do you buy the products? I do not buy the products, but I'm not a shopper. So, I mean, like, I'm not a shopper at all. Hence the, I leave my house with clothes that don't match situation. (laughs) Well, you look fine today. (laughs) Thank you. Everything seems normal. Uh, Another question. I I have a rapid fire I want to do with you. But before I do this, which season or which city would you, if Mm -hmm. I could just snap my fingers, which could you, which one would you like to be with? Which ladies, group of ladies? Like today. Today. Okay. You know, as much as I love New York, I think I would say Beverly Hills because, um, well, A, it's a, Claire's nodding. It's, it's in my backyard, right? So I wouldn't have to leave my children to go participate in it. So that's like a giant <laughs> plus, right? But also Lisa Rinna makes, like, she cracks me up so hard on that show. I And also, I kind of think that I'd be really good friends with Kyle, like, I think we get along really well. So I think, like, I really like her as a person. So I'm like, I get along with her. I actually think I could be friends with her. So, I, I mean, these are people that if I saw out in public, David and Claire, that, like, I George Clooney could be walking down the street and I'd be like, oh, it's George Clooney. Man, God, he still got it. If I saw one of these housewives walking down the street, I would lose my damn mind. Like I would with be, you. I would be like, <laughs> I would literally be like, Kyle, it's me, it's <laughs> like, and run towards her like an insane person. But I think Beverly Hills, I think that would be a really fun one. They seem like they have a really good time. I like what's happening it's on that warm. show. Yes. It's warm. And then also I just, I want to dance with Lisa Renna. I want to do some of her pelvic dancing with her. Do you have a friend who is not, let's just, you know, assume on associated with any of the series where you're like, you need to be on the next one. And yes, here's why. I do. Yes, I do. Her name is Michelle Yerushlami. We're manifesting. Because she is a really good friend of mine. She is gorgeous. She is so funny. She's perfect for reality television. And I've told her a million times that she needs to audition for The Real Housewives. She lives in Beverly Hills. And she lives I mean, in Beverly Hills. It's kismet. And Let's make she, it happen. Yes. And she has three children. She has the husband. By the way, if you ever need jewelry, her husband sells fabulous jewelry. Um, uh, and, and their whole family, the whole thing, they're just like perfect for it. And I'm like, that is a campaign of mine personally to get her on that show. Okay. Well, when your episode airs, let's like kick it onto Twitter and make it happen. Yes. I would love that. I would love that. All right, Nikki, here's the rapid fire. And I had a rapid fire written out, but Kelsey just sent me a rapid fire and I'm going to go with Kelsey's. Here we go. 
So rapid fire. So these are short answers to short questions. You ready? Yes. Give me your give me your gut feeling on these oh, questions. Oh gosh. Okay. Did LVP leak the dog story? <sighs> yeah. Team Cynthia or Team Nene? Mm. Nene or Nene? Oh, it's written out N E N E. So that's whatever Nene. that name that's is. That's Nene. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that's a tough one because I love them both. I'm gonna have to say, here's the thing. I can't have any Nini people coming after me. I can't have any I can't have any Nini people coming after me. So I will have to say it's a real close thing, but Nini. I agree. Claire <laughs> yeah. agrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ke- Kelly on Scary Island. Kelly on Scary Island. <laughs> Wait, which one is this one from? Kelly on Scary Island. Kelly on Scary okay. Island. New York with the jelly beans and Bethany's like, go to sleep, go to sleep. Oh my God. <laughs> this means nothing to me, but it's making Nikki. <laughs> What's the question though? Like, well, what do, do you I feel about participate? it? How do I feel about yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> quick, quick feeling. I think, Be- I think Bethany's right. Go to sleep. <laughs> Bethany's right. Go to sleep. It's always the answer. Go to sleep. <laughs> All right. Bethany's next usually right. I have to say like she, she maybe get, she might get a little fiery, but like nine times out of 10, Bethany is correct. Uh, okay, quick general thought on Andy Cohen, creator of the whole thing. I think he's a genius. Genius. I, I think he's absolutely genius. Watch what happens live. All right, Pantygate. Oh, with Erica? Is this with Erica Kelsey? I don't know. Kelsey's feeding this to me. You, you cl- I know. <laughs> yeah. So there was a moment in Real Housewives of Beverly Hills where Erica didn't have underwear on and she had this like really, really short skirt. And then PK saw her situation and there was like a whole thing about it. Here's what I have to say about that. PK stopped looking at women's vaginas, number one. And number two, like, this is why I wear underwear. You just never know what's going to happen. Like, I get it. It's like, I understand that it feels good probably sometimes. It's free not to wear undies. Sometimes they leave a mark, but like, just put your panties on. Sounds good. Who, put them on. who owes who an apology? Lisa mm-hmm. Rinna or Denise Richards? Mm. I think Lisa Rinna does owe her an apology. I do. Great. Kathy Hilton, general thought the best thing that's ever happened to the real housewives ever like that woman is i don't know okay so one of my favorite instagram accounts is gosh i'm trying to think of his name but he literally just danny is it daily danny pellegrino or something like that and he just he posts a lot about real housewives and it went like he posts so or talk of shame is another one they post a lot about kathy hilton kathy hilton my favorite thing about kathy hilton is she doesn't give away anything. She is such a boss and she has been in this like world in this limelight for so long that like, so she knew Erica, she was on the show for like this whole season. She's known her for seasons in the middle of the show. All this stuff goes down about Erica and her husband. They're all sitting around and talking about it. And they're all like, you can't believe it. What do we do? Blah, blah, blah. Kathy Hilton sitting over there going, I don't know her. Know nothing about her. I don't know her. <laughs> 
Like as uh, serious th- as can be, as serious as can be. She was, she is like, she's gangster. She will like just cut somebody out. She's my favorite thing that has happened to re- reality television actually in a long time. Wow. Uh, describe Ramona in three words. Last one. Uh, she talks like this. She well, I, 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 I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That's how she talks. <laughs> it's my, it's, I love Ramona. She is crazy. And this last season, it was painful to watch her with all the like, <laughs> like everything that was happening. And Ebony was trying to get her to understand like, you know, what was happening in our country in terms of like, uh, um, you know, George Floyd and everything. And Ramona just like, literally like, oh, there was a wall. And I was like, this is really painful, Ramona. She, let's see, um, com- the clueless, like not in, like she's not in touch with like reality. And, you know, um, hilarious. And um, uh, what would be the other word that I would use to describe Ramona? Um, Wide-eyed. Excellent. She has these really (laughs) big eyes. You really like the show, by the way, Nikki. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What is the demographic that is missing on these shows? What would be like the cherry on the top, the icing on the cake for any of these casts? Of the Real Housewives, I would just say more Kathy Hilton on <laughs> all of them. <laughs> Love it. I would literally just say like, just plug Kathy Hilton into anything, and your ratings are going to go up, and it's going to be more fun to watch. Yep. she's so great. Now I'm obsessed with meeting Kathy Hilton. <laughs> well, well, we're going to try to make this happen. This is part of that. We try to make please, dreams come true on Fenway. Please, David. This is a all manifesting podcast. <laughs> Uh, before we finish, so many people are listening to this who maybe have never, ever seen The Real Housewives, much like myself. Okay. What is a good starting point? Um, all right. I would say go to Hulu and let's start with the coast. Start with East Coast, West Coast. All right. So start with Beverly Hills, season one, New York, season one. That's what I would say. Do the do mm-hmm. the coast. And then you're going to be into it within like three episodes. You're going to be like, you're going to want to know what happens to them. And then you're going to start watching other ones. Yes. I mean, I would watch all of them if I had time. But like, I think three is about the max. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. When you want a little sunshine, you move to Beverly Hills. When you're ready for a couple of clouds, you go to New York. It's great. That's right. Uh, That's right. A little bit of both. A little bit of both. Yes. Uh, yes. All right. This has been an absolute pleasure, Nikki. Your love (laughs) of Real Housewives is real, as real as a Real Housewife. Can you please bequeath us with a beautiful love letter to Mm -hmm. uh, this wonderful, wonderful thing? Yes. Dear Real Housewives, I just wanted to thank each and every one of you for getting me through the darkest of valleys, the saddest of moments. I want to thank you for being who you are and being willing to come on television and be a hundred percent authentic with who you are, which means not just showing the wonderful sides of you, but also sometimes the sides of you that get yourselves into trouble and fights and drama and all sorts of stuff. I really appreciate that. And I hope that you continue doing it for many more years for people like me And I hope that one day I can be friends with you. Sincerely, all my love, Nikki Deloach. Yay. (laughs) 
All my love, Andy Cohen. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Alex Ryder is back. Hello, Alex. You have a lot of work to do. To face his greatest challenge yet. We have an active threat. They can wipe out an entire city. People are going to die. Now he's running out of time. We have three days to find and destroy. He doesn't know who he can trust. You're not your enemies. You never have been. Everything I've been told has been lies. And our future is in his hands. The truth can be complicated. On April 5th... This weapon is capable of inflicting 100,000 deaths in a heartbeat. The danger is everywhere. Scorpio are no longer hiding in the shadows. The battle threatens everyone. It's personal. It's revenge. It's kill or be killed. That's when you find out what you're really capable of. And his choice could change everything. I'm sick of being manipulated to do what everyone else wants. Tell him the truth, all of it. The world isn't black and white. All we really have are the people we trust. Alex Ryder, season three, streaming free April 5th. Stream seasons one and two free now. This episode, Claire, for me, really made me feel a lot of genuine heart and warmth for everybody who watches The Real Housewives. Because I think I always thought of it as a watch, like you're just watching people be mean to each other. And there's a, a form of like, oh, well, their lives are so terrible. But what I really got from Nikki's love is just, they're going to all be okay. Don't worry about it. This fighting and their behavior is not to be concerned about in a real way. I think I'm a little too like sensitive to it. And like, they're just having a fun life and doing crazy things. And it's a good fantasy. Do you feel that? It really was a remarkable thing. Yeah. I mean, I stand by what I said during the show, which to me, it's a sense of it creates a sense of escapism from our daily lives and our own problems and our own uh, nightmares. (laughs) Because let's face it, life is about like these these moments of calm between the valleys of nightmare that happen again and again. And so to be able to escape to the level of completely forgetting about your own life is something that's really amazing. And actually, I think, you know, it's wonderful that Nikki has this. And I mean, the story with her son and having the, you know, being pregnant and not knowing, you know, because of the heart condition, I don't know all the details, but I, I have been pregnant and I have had different with heart, my son heart. I was in the hospital twice for premature labor. And I was like, oh my gosh, but what if I have the baby and the baby doesn't live? And, you know, it's a very stressful time. So to be able to find something like this that that can take you away from reality, funny enough, it is reality or altered reality, I yeah, guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. I also think that like I, I really believe that it's a great, especially with parenting and raising kids, it's a great way to have that common denominator starting of a conversation, you know? Oh, that's interesting. I like looking at it like that. Well, it's these people signed up to be on this show. 
right? We have to remind ourselves, no one forced any of these ladies to do it. They want to be on it. And they understand that they're going to sort of, you know, we play to the camera. I mean, honestly, there's that interesting psychological aspect of life where, you know, don't we all sort of play a character when we wake up every day? Like you and I are understanding that we are being recorded right now as podcast hosts. And so we're not just, you know, being like, I don't go around speaking quite with this vigor on a daily basis to like my wife when I'm done with the podcast here. It's like we all kind of put something on and ain't nothing wrong with that. Maybe ain't nothing wrong with that. These ladies understand that they're getting paid for it. They're getting paid to be on that show. They're helping their brands out. And they're like, sure, film me all day long, do my own thing. I, I, all of a sudden, I have a lot more leeway with it than I, I did before at the beginning of this podcast. Oh, I yeah. I mean, I think you also hit the nail on the head. Like, for the people who are cast on it or who become cast members, they are larger than life personalities. We're talking about Hiltons. We're talking, you know, talking about people who've been on television for decades and decades. You know. Um, the Atlanta cast specifically, even though none of them were necessarily quote unquote like famous prior or celebrities prior, they are big, big personalities who are unapologetic. And I love that. And I, you know, as a woman, I even though I they are going through lots of drama and trauma and everything else, I do respect the big personalities, whether I think they're always right or make the right decisions. I, I obviously that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying I respect the, as you said, the vigor that they yeah. are living with. It's funny. Okay. So when you asked her where, what's the entry point? So I think I will try yeah. the East and West Coast. I'll try like the Beverly Hills and the OC. And it's funny. I was once offered to be on, well, I've been offered a couple times to be on reality TV. But Would you do um, a housewife? Would you do a housewife show, Claire? Well, I mean... <laughs> I don't know if I fit the demographic, but I am at a point in my life where I would think about it. Okay. That's all I can say. And then all the kids have think, to sign off on it too, I, I guess. Now, uh, or you sign off the for the ki kids. Well, they actually, I was approached to do a show with my kids and they had to meet with the producers. I, we, I decided ultimately not to do this one particular show, but... They, yeah, they were, I would have to sign, they would have to verbally agree, but then I was the one who was negotiating, but they all had a separate salary. It was a salary for Gavin, oh, a salary wow. for River, a salary for Hart, <laughs> not the a worst. salary for Sky, a salary for me. So it would, it would have been nice, but I ultimately, that was not the right venue. But you know what? Hey, if the, if the housewives of the San Fernando Valley want to come calling, <laughs> I'm game. All right. All right, Andy Cohen, you heard it here. You heard although it. I although I'm I would like Chip Gaines to first come in and fix her up or my house uh, before it's on television. Please, Michael C. Hall right now is is turning on this podcast as we speak, and hopefully you guys will turn on that episode. It's a great episode, yes. Michael C. Hall talking about Chip Gaines and all of our wonderful episodes that you can get on whatever platform you stream our Fanatics podcast. Thank you for being fans of this show. We love you and are so thankful. I have been. David Magadoff and Claire. Yeah, I'm I'm not David Magadoff. No, I am you are Claire, Claire Kramer. Kramer. But I just want to remind everyone, share with your friends. We are young and we are growing our audience. So if you have a friend who likes Housewives or any of the other episode topics, vintage t-shirts, Ford Broncos, ice cream. I mean, there's mini Rex rabbits. There's something for everyone out there. Share the podcast and we'll be forever grateful. Yes. See you next Thursday. <laughs> 
And before we go, coming up next week on Fanatics, we are talking to the amazing actress Crystal Lee Brown. Of course, you know her from Hightown. Loved her in Mindhunter. Heartbreaking performance there. Um, Judas and the Black Messiah. Nobody's Fool. Giants, which she was nominated for a daytime Emmy. Anyway, Crystal Lee Brown is coming on Fanatics to talk about the game show Supermarket Sweep. So definitely join us. It's going to be great. Thank you for listening to Fanatics, a Roddenberry podcast. For more episodes and info, head over to wearefanatics.com or tweet your Fanatics thoughts and stories at wearefanatics. Yes, that's we are F-A-N-A-D-D-I-C-T-S. Our show is hosted by Claire Kramer and me, David Magadoff. Produced by me, Claire Kramer, and Kelsey Goldberg. Executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham. And you can thank Stephen Mudd for our theme song. Catch us next Thursday for another Fanatics episode. Hey, David, what do you know for certain? I know one thing for certain. One frickin' thing for certain. Andy Cohen is rich. He is certainly rich.